Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. Wonderful to be here. It is gorgeously overcast today, so it's not hot, it's not cold. And in the background, you may hear our workers working on the back porch. We're having the back porch. It's um, it was a it was a <laughs> supposedly like a three season room, um, but now it's going to be an all season room. It's going to be insulated and done right, and it has a porch on top for the master bedroom. It's very beautiful, and we have the most amazing carpenters working on it. They're such cool guys. They're so. A, like attentive to enjoying their job and doing the most amazing job. They're just on point, 100%. It's so beautiful. I love talking with them. They just inspire me to want to do my art and want to build and create, which is super cool. So who are you surrounding yourself with? Uh, my daughter was in school and there was a famous quote, and I forget who from, but one of the great philosophers or something, and they said, surround yourself with the people you want to become, with the people who inspire you and you want to become like them. And this is something I'm sure Tony Robbins has said. It's been on Oprah. It's been everywhere, right? This is one of the, the mindsets. It's also the mindset for like a basis for getting out of drugs, um, AA programs and stuff. It's like stop hanging around the people you don't want to be like. So this was brought up in my daughter's class and the teacher was trying to, you know, like install some like critical thinking and, you know, get people like inspired, like, like what are, you know, is this in making you think about your own experience? And this was just one of many sentences that was in this writing, but it was the one my daughter glommed onto. And I have said over and over and over again that this idea of socializing children in a public school system with all kids their same age is contrary to socialization. That is not a social environment per se. Social environments have people of all ages in them. And we learn from our men, you know, our mentors are the people older than us and we become mentors for the people younger than us. But in a situation where people are all the same age, it just becomes competitive. But I guess that's what they want in our society is competition over and above uh, mentorship and, and learning. So Anyway, so my daughter, she raises her hand and she says, well, it's very curious about this one sentence. She goes, because here you have put us in a situation with all these other people who are the same age as us and the same not knowing anything. And I am not inspired by any of the people around me. I don't want to become like them. And yet this is the environment that the school system puts us in. And the teacher couldn't disagree. And uh, it was interesting because given the opportunity of the human being uh, who isn't programmed to be in um, a stasis of escapism and competitive com competition, they will be drawn to people they want to learn from. And that's the natural human like psyche, to be drawn to those people. And then when we're around people who we knew more than, to share with them 
you know, what our gifts are to share and to educate those people. So I find I do better socializing my kid than the public school system does because I give her the freedom to be in groups of people. I encourage her, excuse me. <coughs> oh my goodness. I encourage her to be an appropriate mentor for those younger than her. What does appropriate mean for different ages? And she's very good at this. So, um, that's, that's how we live in social structures is we have, uh, a way of relating to others of any age, not just the ages that are the same as us. We, we, and I've even heard that when you isolate kids in these brackets of people who are all the same age, then that's the only places they're comfortable. So they seek out that all the time. It's going to be interesting to see how the future evolves for the different generations and um, what what we learn from that. It'll be very, very interesting. Ah, so today I am wicked excited because there is so much change afoot. And I know I keep saying this, but as soon as I think of it, this, this, this incredible, like, oh, I don't even know, like, like, I don't humming. That's it. This incredible humming starts to come up within me and its movement and its energy. And it's saying, I want to do, I want to go, I want to be, I want to have fun. I want to, I want to explore. I want to do art. I want to, I want to do it all. And so right now I'm channeling that energy into organizing my life and getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. <sighs> and it feels delicious. And I know that very soon I'm going to go through my art studio because I'm starting to see this huge benefit to us spring cleaning, which I never used to do. I always used to just clean as I go, organize as I go. But right now I'm feeling like, especially in my studio and my living spaces, there are stagnant areas because I'm not living in those areas or I'm not using those things and they become, they become stagnant. So I want to go through everything and I want to see what is still viable and makes sense and what is just taking up real estate and not giving a return. That's that return on investment, return on investment, ROI, return on investment. So in my spaces, I want everything to be an asset. And if it's an asset, there's a return on the investment of it. So if it's books in my studio, those books have to be giving me a return on the investment I spent on them and the investment I've spent on the real estate that they take up in my space. So I want to make sure all those books are serviceable to that space. And if they aren't, remove them. And I'll probably take them to the island. Uh, and then gradually on the island, I'm going to be doing that ROI there. You know, what is not giving me a return on investment? If it's a piece of furniture that no one wants to sit in or it has no use other than taking up space and it's, it's not useful, it has to go. So what in your spaces? And sometimes it's relationships. Sometimes it's jobs. Sometimes it's tasks that are not giving us our return on investment. If going around and fiddling with the knickknacks on your shelves is something you feel drawn to do, but it gives you no return on investment, then you have to question like doing that. You have to question even having the knickknacks. Now it could be some of them really serve you, but if it's just a habit to have them, then you've got to say, you know what? I have better things to do with that time than dust the knickknacks every two days or three days. <clears throat> now maybe the return on investment is the mindfulness it gives you. The presentness it gives you to be with those knickknacks and to be loving on them and cherishing them and it's a form of self-love that is huge and that counts but there's a point at which our stuff becomes too much and we spend all of our time organizing it just to stay sane 
cleaning it uh, to stay, you know, well in our spaces and or being crowded out of our own property by the stuff. You know, if you crammed a room full of stuff, it's not organized. Now we, we don't want to go in there. It's a bad feng shui. It could be dangerous. And it could just be that it's so overwhelming that it doesn't bring us joy. Get rid of the stuff and or organize it and make it accessible so now you can use it and now it's giving you a return. <sighs> so, so exciting. Going through life in a way that says, I want this to be purposeful. I want this space to be highly uh, return on investment, like highly giving me peace of mind, uh, giving, bringing me joy, bringing me money. What is it bringing you? And I've um, loved doing this with my spaces and I find that I get better and better at it the more I do it. In the beginning, it may not be so, you know, you might not be so good at it, but just keep on practicing it and you will find it gets better. <sighs> These are things that I just love, 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 love. And um, I want, I see this is the thing, if we set it up properly and we give it a little bit of attention now and then, it takes so much less overall uh, focus and and life force energy than having the mess or having the too much. That takes a lot of life force energy and we have le much less left over to do the things we really want to do. Like I want to build a food force and I'm building a retreat healing center. So I can't keep moving things around like a rat. I just can't keep creating nest spaces and then moving out of one because it's overwhelming into another nest space. I cannot do that. I have to address the um, bigger picture. And I want to do that though in the creative or co-creative energies of working with spirit, you know, God source energy, whatever you want to call it, your higher self. You want to be in flow with that because that actually holds the uh, end, the end uh, goal that holds that in space for us. We might think the end goal is to have an organized house, whereas God Source Energy knows that the end goal might be to have a business in your home. The end goal might be to uh, sell the home, you know, and just that shift in energy allows for the letting go process, allows for the new to come in. We want that new all the time. We want it. If you act afraid of the new, you will stay in the old and you will stagnate and you will contract. That contracting energy is the old 3D like go-to. It's the old 3D mindset. Grasping for new uh, but not getting it and satisfying and being satisfied with the old. But we want expansion on a regular basis so we have to practice letting go always letting go because as we go into higher and higher frequencies, there are things that are not a match for that frequency. And it might be this old bed. It might be a, a relationship. It might be an old job. It might be a food in our diet. And we have to be willing to let it go to move into this new, which is so wild and powerful. And for myself, some of the new that's come in recently is the, is the meshing of healing modalities, the uh, bringing in new healing modalities to recognize what it is that is cohesive about all of mine together. What is the integral piece that ties them all together? How are they all the same? And how do I take all the pieces then to move forward in my work with others to offer 
an even more yummy, yummy, yummy uh, <laughs> healing option. You know, how does that work? It's very, very exciting. And part of me wishes I had a personal assistant. And I just realized it flashed into my mind that my personal assistant will be a notebook where I put down the ideas and notes of things I want to follow up on. Because I do get downtime a lot of times that would be so simple to do those things. But because I don't have something holding attention on those things for me, like a notebook or a personal assistant, I don't, they don't, I don't, they don't come up for me. In those times where I'm just like, oof, I'm going to just like chill out. So I go to whatever is closest to me. If it's the newspaper, I'll pick that up. If it's a magazine, I'll pick that up. If it's my dog, I'll cuddle my dog. And I just kind of like go to that auto whatever stage. But if I had a notebook with, a, you know, a list of things that I wanted my personal assistant to do, I would do it. How cool. So thank you for that. See, these little things we talk through, we work through. This is why... Working with a guide, a life coach, a business coach, um, an intuitive healer, uh, even um, all your other energy workers, like your readers, your oracle readers, your tarot card readers, these people, when you bring your questions to them, they can hold space for you to receive the answers, which is super duper powerful, awesome. <clears throat> I, uh, <laughs> I'm just... I'm so excited and buzzing. My body is literally buzzing. My legs are buzzing. My hands are buzzing. There's so much energy movement right now. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic for all of us. It's a powerful time to step into the new and I highly recommend it. If it's scary for you, find someone to hold space for you. I can do that. I'm sure many other people, you might have a best friend who can do that. Just remember, it's no one's job to do it. Now, if you hire someone, then they're taking on that responsibility for you. But if, as far as a family member, if they're, if it's not their thing or they're not willing to do it, it isn't their job. Do not have expectations that someone in your life should hold space for you because that isn't their job, right? We have to do it for ourselves first. And paying someone to do it is, is, uh, like it's kind of like an in-between, like in-between expecting family and in-between expecting someone else. But that payment is the energy exchange for that, right? You pay for that. And then you eventually get to the point where you're like, I can do this for myself, right? And there'll be new things that you pay for, but then you'll realize those two things you can do for yourself. It's um, a little bit of the expanding into the the consciousness of the fact that everything happens within you. And you're just learning how to access the within. And coming from a place where everything is outside of you, everything is fixed outside, making that shift, it does help to have accountability or have a guide to help you get to that within space so you can begin learning how to practice that on your own. And if you're in situations, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're ready to hear this. If you're in situations where you're paying someone to fix something outside of you again and again, and you keep going back there, just know that the fact that you have to keep going back, right? You have to keep going back and you're not making forward expansion and you're doing the same thing over and over. Now, mind you, there are some works like working with a business coach or a life coach. Those things build on itself. And, you sh and there is a possibility that you're always learning new techniques and stuff. But if you keep repeating the same thing, you're, you're missing the point that it's not to pay someone else to do it for you. It's for you to do it for you. 
all right? We, we hire the people to be guides and accountability partners. Uh, we do not hire them to do the work for us, all right? That's really beautiful and important. So mwah, mwah, I'm going to say adieu. I am sending you big hugs and lots of love. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.